0: Welcome to Sports Business Weekly. I'm Anthony. And I'm Michael. So let's get down to it. So obviously the best part of sporting events is the crowd and their energy and excitement for the game. It just feeds into the players and the whole atmosphere. But with with everything going on, each league has to decide how to move forward with this issue of whether or not to allow fans. So what's your opinion on that? Um, Well, I know me
1: and you have talked about this a little bit, but my opinion would definitely be in a perfect world, obviously fans allowed back at stadiums, but I just want a little bit of like conformity, like, if, like I do think it's going to be really weird if the NFL has some stadiums allowing fans and some not because that's what the reports are saying is that every team is going to be able to kind of make their own plan.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that is an issue for the conformity because it seems like it, it would be a very big advantage for certain places to have some fans and certain places to have none at all because I feel like it won't even feel like a home game for those ones without fans, but then – For people who have been used to no noise, now all of a sudden there's noise in certain stadiums. I feel like that will change the whole
1: environment of the season. It won't even feel like a home game when you're at home, but it will definitely feel like a road game when you're on the road.
0: Yeah. Have you heard anything from any of the coaches regarding – or players regarding their opinions on the limited fans in certain stadiums?
1: I know at least Sean McDermott of the Bills and Mike Zimmer – of the Vikings. And I'm sure there's other players that have mentioned it too, but I just can't name them off the top of my head. But I know they were very concerned about like there being a huge advantage for having fans in some stadiums versus not having fans in other stadiums.
0: That's interesting. Cause I thought it would have been a big advantage as well. And also it just creates possible just variables and, Scary situations for both the fans possibly getting it and then with the players having different people from coming around and all those type of things.
1: Well, and even from, like, a financial standpoint, like, the stadiums that are allowing fans, like, they're going to they're gonna be making way more money than other teams this year just based off the fact that they have people coming into the stadiums.
0: Yeah, that's a good point about the financial aspect because the league as a whole needs to make money, and I've heard that they just with no fans possible, we'll see if the limited capacity, but a total loss of $5.5 So it'll help with the league just to have some money coming in, but it'll definitely go to those teams and not the league as a whole. So that's another whole aspect of the debate. Yeah,
1: and that's merchandise revenue, that's food revenue, drinks revenue. Like, that's everything. Like, that's why I'm so shocked the MLB actually – is playing games right now because they're so reliant on having fans in seats in the stadiums for most of their revenue.
0: Yeah. Cause that's why they play so many games with the, for their uh, large contracts. Cause a lot of the money comes from the fans and even just the continuous TV exposure and ratings. The hundred sixty games is not specifically for any seating or any advantage like that. It's for the, it's for the money.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like the, there's, Each MLB stadium hosts 80 home games a year, essentially. Like, that is 80 separate times where people are coming into the stadium and just spending – it. like, we've all been to baseball games. Like, the tickets are arguably cheaper than all the other sports, but everything at a baseball game is crazy expensive.
0: Yeah, there's so many things that go into it when you go to a game. Which is why I think it's interesting that – they have no fans, but they're still going around the country and playing at each other's different stadiums. You yeah, know, because like when we saw when the season first started, it created an issue with the Marlins and the spreading it to the Cardinals in that situation.
1: Yeah, and it, the Marlins, I think it was what fourteen players and staff, and that was the first week of the MLB restart. Like that was not a good look for the MLB coming out of a month long process of getting the games going.
0: Yeah, it was not a good look. Like you're saying, it took them so long to figure out how they were going to make it work with the shortened season, deciding whether they want to have fans and all those debates going on that in the first week, it almost looked like everything was falling apart.
1: Yep. And that's why it's, it is, uh, I don't know. Cool to see is the right word, but it is nice to see at least the NBA and the NHL being able to, I'd say, mostly fully operate within the bubbles, obviously. But, like, we're still getting a full round of NHL and NBA playoffs.
0: Yeah, it's been running smoothly almost ever since it started. I've heard that there's been no positive tests since the first round when they they brought everyone in from their home lives and stuff, and it's been going smooth, and I love to watch both sports back in action, yep. playing. Yeah, and I I know players have had
1: to quarantine, but that's all been because of, like, leaving the bubble. Like, I know uh, – I believe it's Mike Conley, point guard. He, like, had a child, so he left, like, saw the birth, came back, quarantined for four days, and then was able to, like, play Game 5 or something like that. Like,
0: Yeah, it's definitely all been – the athlete's decision to, uh, leave and come back. It's not, nothing's going wrong in there, which is a good sight to see considering how big a decision it was to have no fans and lose all that money, but it is running smoothly. And it seems like at least for their sake, the bubble was the right choice. And I know you had
1: mentioned to me before, um, how you thought it was cool how the NBA is, uh, it seems like they're at least doing a pretty solid job fan engagement wise with uh, people like tuning in on the screens behind the backboards and on the sidelines. Like it's always cool to tune in and see who's showing up on the screen during an NBA game right now.
0: Yeah, definitely. I thought that was the coolest thing, having those virtual fans in the crowd. It, it's interesting seeing the people up there. Sometimes you see like a dog run on camera. That's always funny to see. And even celebrities are tuning in. I saw – Lil Wayne the other night for the Lakers. It just creates a commotion around both the Lakers and the NBA as a whole, seeing who's going to show up in the crowd.
1: Yep. And uh, the NHL hasn't been doing um, the fans, like, on the video boards, but I do know they've gotten a lot of positive feedback, at least, like, on Twitter, it seems like, and other social media forums about, like, how nice the bubble arenas look and, like, they clearly, like, went at least a little above and beyond trying to make it, like, a cool setting, like something that looks cool on TV, because it's kind of weird just looking at an empty arena when you're watching with no fans on TV.
0: Yeah, it definitely is, and you make a good point about how they're trying all, like, little things to make it as, quote-unquote, homey as possible. I've heard that they've been playing, whenever a team has... A home game, they play like their horn when the goals are scored and just little things like that. They're trying to just give a slight advantage here or there, making it seem as normal as possible.
1: Yeah. And um, see, it's it's interesting to see the MLS on the other hand, though, because they like the NHL, and the NBA, they started in a bubble. And they had like a tournament. And once that ended, they now have to, they're now going back to all their own stadiums and actually allowing fans in the stadiums.
0: That's a good point. Because they're almost like a testing ground, in my opinion, with deciding the fans or not for the NFL and other leagues who for their season and, and in the future, in the current future is going to decide whether or not to have fans. Like if it goes right it's definitely a good thing but if it goes wrong it could be really really bad.
1: Yep, exactly. Like on one hand there's the if if it doesn't go well that will probably mean it's not going to go well anywhere. But on again on the other hand if it goes well like the NFL might look at that and say okay, maybe we can get some fans in all stadiums.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I feel like it's tough for the MO for the MLS because They don't have the same TV viewership, so they're kind of being forced financially to allow fans, even if it might not be the safest decision. They just don't bring as much money in from the TV. They have it more from the fans and all the things that come along with it, such as food and merchandise and that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I actually read that that the MLS has literally been operating at a loss for pretty much this entire summer just because they don't have the crazy lucrative TV deals that the NFL has like i think it's something like the NFL's TV deals are worth a combined like 7 million dollars or billion i don't even know but it's a ton of money for, compared to the MLS
0: yeah and that money is another is another thing that i keep thinking about because the money means the NFL is more popular. So let's just say the MLS, everything goes right and nothing goes wrong with the fans. Like they're able to watch the games from in there and there's no uh, virus being spread around. It could almost backfire on the NFL because their demand for tickets is so much greater that people might be willing to come from out of state and travel long distances and put themselves at risk for getting the, for getting the virus and then even spreading it to the staff and the players. So we'll see with the future at whole well. That's a great
1: point. One, one point I want to bring up before we quickly run out of time here. Um, with sports betting being such a big thing now, do you think, let's say like the Bills and Dolphins, for example, like the Bills are going on the road to play the Dolphins um, in Miami where fans are allowed. Normally the Bills would be favored, but do you think that will have an effect on odds if Miami is allowed to have fans versus the Bills not being used to playing against fans, if that made sense.
0: That did make sense. And I believe it would favor Miami because teams won't be used to playing with noise because there's no preseason games um, at all to even – begin to practice before the first game start, and there's no fans allowed at the training camps to keep the players safe. So all of a sudden, they're starting to play like the first true football, and there's noise and all this kind of stuff that they just haven't been able to prepare for. So I think it'll be a big advantage for Miami or for any team that has possible fans that other teams do not.
1: Yeah, it's just going to be really cool to see how that will affect uh, sportsbook odds, like a team that would normally... Be the huge underdog, would that like bring the odds way closer for that game?
0: Yeah, it's just another one of the many aspects to think about and look at for these crazy times with dealing with fans. Yep, but I believe we are out of time,
1: Anthony. So to all of our viewers, thank you, and we will see you next week i sure you know, man.